So here we are, episode two of Mid-Table Masters, um, who would have thought it? Um, I'm joined with uh, Gary the KO Percival. Hello, Gary. Hello. Uh, and I'm also joined with Rob Moore. Um, hello, Rob. Hey, mate, how you doing? Hey, uh, you might know Rob from uh, his Twitter, um, which is Moorehammer. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it right first time. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. So, um, yeah, obviously, welcome, guys. Um, we've been... Well, I say we've been. You guys have been to Heat 2, um, which looked very interesting. Very interesting. Um, absolutely. Um, but we'll get into that later on. Um, first thing um, is we've got a sponsor. We've actually got a sponsor. Who would have thought it, eh? Um, and that sponsor is Age of Hobby. Two episodes in and we're already rolling in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got again beer pussy and sponsors too. Two episodes in, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It you know it shows that we must be good in some aspects, maybe if reasonably not, competent and regular. Okay. Or or average. Average yeah. is good. Um. <laughs> so that is Age of Hobby. Um, they deal with movement trays uh, and all your MDF needs. Uh, they're on Twitter. Uh, under age of hobby so if you've got any any questions you've got for them or any needs for movement trays if you're starting a horde army or like 40k or anything that needs a movement tray um get in touch with uh, the guys at age of hobby and they should be able to help help you out that is sponsors done so as rob is our uh, lovely guest on episode two um do you want to give us just a brief brief intro of you rob uh, I hate Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been playing Age of Sigma since the start. I was playing Fantasy back in 8th edition. I moved across, loved it from the first time I played the game. I started a YouTube channel at the start of Age of Sigma, where I was just doing kind of fairly basic slideshow battle reports. That ended up doing quite well. Um, on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but I'm getting back to it. Played Nurgle at the start, then I meant to play and now I'm playing the Zinch, so I'm kind of making my way through the, the Chaos Gods. And I'm loving Zinch, because they're great. And I like cheating. That's what Destiny dice are. I was going to say, is that because you've got des- Destiny dice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does it also mean you're going to do a Slanish army once they get home? Uh, well, I was planning on it, except for the Iden F Deepkin. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm very much hashtag balls deep. You're determined to make that stick as well, aren't you? It's gonna stick, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> I think it will stick. I think it'll absolutely stick, and so it should. <laughs> well, there's, there's got to be enough sea-related puns. Well, what was it we named the list earlier, Rob? What was it? Deep blue oh. throat. <laughs> deep sea throat. Oh, deep sea throat. Oh, yeah. Deep sea throat. Yeah. yeah. It's when you shove two eidolons down their throat. Yeah. It's when you take two eidolons and you just ram them forward. So I'm guessing that the. Uh, so I'm guessing that the uh, list is is uh, full of semen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely. Well, actually, reasonable that semen. Just got two big balls right at the front. <laughs> We could literally go on for hours of sea puns, fish puns, 
<laughs> and I don't think it's ever going to stop either. Yeah. We don't want to go overboard with them too. Ooh. Yeah, we don't that place. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's stop this before it goes any further. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so, as you're aware, Heat 2, um, you two lovely gentlemen went. So, how... How was the general atmosphere of it? Was it was it good? Was it different to any of the tournaments you've been to? Um, for me, uh, I mean, I've only been to now two competitive tournaments ever. This is my second. And the only one I've been to was Heat 3 last year. And both of them had a very similar atmosphere that I think was great. I, I absolutely love going to these events at Hallwammer World. Um, I think they're... I, again, I haven't really got anything to compare them to, but I think they're fantastic. I really, really yeah, I keep, for, keep forgetting you were a narrative gamer that we've just corrupted, haven't we? Yeah, I, I don't think I can call myself a narrative gamer anymore, though. I, I don't think it's allowed. No, no, exactly. If you keep doing well. But again, that's Zinch, so you never know. It could just be a flash <laughs> in the pan. Yeah, yeah, I'm cheating, <laughs> so it doesn't count, count as that, really. No. But, uh, yeah, if you keep doing well, you know, no spoilers, hashtag. Um, yeah, just sort the narrative stuff. My narrative is pushing pushing my fingers into other people's eyes on the board. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um calibre of armies there? You know, were they were they nicely painted? Was it just like the three colour minimum? What was it like? Very mixed. Mm. Um I saw I well, even I I played like like the, the, the entire spectrum. Uh that was just me, but there, there were armies that were absolutely beautiful, and others that were just you know they were they were nearly they were nearly finished kind of armies. Yeah, but the highs were very high. There was a there was a lot of Nurgle in the um in the best army characters. Yeah, was like, there was like five or six um, armies in the cabinet. Nurgle. Yeah, I think it was it was twelve they put in the cabinets, and then five of them I think were uh, yeah. were Nurgle armies. Wow, so it was so it was quite high then. Yeah, it was all yeah. good. Any uh, any witches? Or Daughters of Cain? One Daughters of Cain army. Yeah, there was one. And it was quite nicely painted, to be fair. Yeah, and it, it was it was all witch elves. It didn't have... I think it was a, mu- a few, like, um, heart vendors or whatever they are, but no Marathi. Yeah, I actually played it, so... We oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did, yes. So we can get to it. So we talk about that later. I, I suppose there was a lot more death than we have seen because yeah, of the new book. And like was terrible. And Lion Urgle, but yeah, the, the, the doors of Cain were very, very thin on the ground. I think that's quite intensive in the painting yeah. project. Yeah. I think they were only released, what, a few weeks ago, so that they're still, people still catch up with the new stuff, especially. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I think it'll be a while before we start seeing Doc. They'll probably come out of the woodwork around Heat 3 or the finals. Exactly. Like maybe Bozo kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that, I think that's, gonna take that's a fair. That's a fair one. Um, so, obviously, while we're here, let's uh, let's let's talk about some games. Um, so, Rob, uh, day one, take us through it. Uh, so, should I tell you what I took? Yeah. Yeah. So I took a Disciples of Zinch Army, <laughs> and it's consisted of Archeon, and I had a Lord of Change, who, and he was my general. He had the Magical Supremacy command trait and the Wellspring of Arcane Might Artifact of Power. Then I also had a Zangor Shaman, uh, who's just sitting around. Then I had two units of 10 Pink Horrors, one unit of 30 Zangor, one unit of 30 Brimstone Horrors, 
and 50 points of reinforcement pool, which was for 10 blue horrors. So you didn't take any Skyfires? Nope, not one. Wow. I think that could be a first. Uh, <laughs> no change notes and no Skyfires. So under that premise, I'm doing all right, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or completely filthing it up, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. My first game yep. was against a chap called Paul Cook, and I was extremely hungover. Which <laughs> is a really good start to the day. But he had a Maggot King of Nurgle army, so it was really interesting. First time I played Maggot King of Nurgle with a new book, so I was quite interested to see what they could do. But he had a Blightsist army, mm-hmm. he had uh, Lord of Blights, Harbinger of Decay, uh, Festus, uh, Sorcerer Lord, Ten Marauders. Two units of five Blight Kings and a unit of 20 Blight Kings. Then he had an allied Gaunt Summoner with Bellum Vortex, as you do. Yeah. Um, essentially, we were playing Star Strike, and essentially, I managed him and charged into combat without really thinking about much because I, <laughs> I could barely see. I'm not going to lie, I could barely see. And <laughs> put pushed Archeon and the 30 Sanguine, the Blight Kings. And they got Blades of Reflection off and Damn Terrain, and they just ruined my face. Not putrefaction. <laughs> yeah. No, not putrefaction. <laughs> triggering me, Gary. <laughs> triggering me. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, essentially he, he just took me off. There was one close, the only saving grace of that game was at the bottom of three, I managed to get onto all three objectives to score nine points. Yeah. And at that point, I'd scored three, and he'd scored none. So I was on 12. If I got the double turn into four, I would have scored another 12 points automatically, and it would have put me, I think, so far ahead that he couldn't have caught me. But I didn't win the initial roll, and he, what, took, he tabled me. Um, so that was that. Was that. Good. And, and then I went to destroy Bugman's move. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Purcell on that one. That, <laughs> that guy's a dick. <laughs> so, uh, should we do it in turn? Yeah. Or should we do all of Rob's stuff? No, I don't want just me waffling on for half an hour. So, that's true. Give me a break. <laughs> so, first game, Gary, Super and more importantly, what did you take? Or what do I ever take? Oh, uh, he took his clown card, didn't he? <laughs> No, my beloved, beloved, precious clown car. But I had changed it a little bit. For people that don't um, know, because I think no. Oh. Sorry, for people that don't know what is what is in it, you want to give us a rundown. Yeah, a clown car is basically a ironclad with as many things as you can make possibly shoehorn into it. So you take your three Arsenal company that you have to take. Uh, I took three times ten. You take a couple of chemists. I took two. Uh, and then you literally hammer as as many balloon boys inside it as you as you physically can, and you turn it into a two drop, uh, which means you go first, which means you alpha strike. Have uh, they most of the time. have they FAQ'd it so you can't double stack the ether chemist now? They have, yeah. But I very rarely did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was that was last year when everyone started decrying KO nerfed because their damage three weapons went to D three and you couldn't stack and I was like I didn't really care anyway. <laughs> you know it was usually one on there, one on there, one on there. 
was only very rarely that I'd stack onto the drill cannons to kind of fuck over Star Drake's things. Um, but yeah, no, um, they don't stack anymore. Mm. But, and, and that kind of, I, I went to two, I used to run three chemists, but I've gone to two. And the reason I've gone to two is because I, the freed up points now go into more riggers. And I mm -hmm. figured there'd be more, there's more anti shooting stuff coming out. There's, you know, there's Daughters of Cain with their kind of anti shooting tech. Uh, you know, the obligatory mirror shields are always sticking, kicking around. Nurgle's a bit tougher, so you probably want to stick the boot in in combat a bit more because it does more damage comparatively. So I, um, I, I upped it from nine riggers to 15 riggers, a nine in a squad, six in a squad, and dropped. Uh, I usually went nine wardens and three wardens, but I dropped three completely, just kept with the unit of nine wardens. So, in effect, I dropped my shooting output down by a little bit and, and made this secondary combat threat, like a, a genuine combat threat, in, in the form of six riggers. So, uh, with um, minimal grapnels. So, I can have one unit with grapnels kind of going over the top. Mm -hmm. One unit with less grapnels kind of going in the front, so you kind of hit, hit in two prongs and shoot. Uh, and it worked quite uh, to wit, my game one. Mm -hmm. um, my game one was against Maggot King of Nurgle, because there was a shitload of Nurgle armies at E2. Mm -hmm. um, I think Danny Cashman ended up playing three Nurgle armies on day one. Oh god. Just as an FYI, with his KO. Yeah. Um, I, I played three altogether, but we'll get to that. But yeah, uh, I think I played, I think I played three. Could be wrong, or two. But yeah, I def there was definitely a lot there. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, uh, first guy I played, can't remember Ron's name. I was thoroughly shit-faced most of the weekend, so I do apologize <laughs> to all six of my, all three of my opponents day one and two of my opponents day two. I was absolutely wanker most of the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, the first guy I played had a double great and clean one, Rogus and a general, uh, 30 plague bearers, um, six plague drones, and then and then sundry units. Uh, you know, he had, he had obligatory sorcerer um, and, you know, little units of plague bearers, things like that. But it was mainly, it was a drone star, as they call it. You, know, you buff up your drones and you, you, you make them do all their work. With a, with a backup of Rugus doing his uh, artillery stuff. And as always, my games came down to turn one, which was I went first. And get, as Rob was saying, we were playing the. Is it Battle for the Pass? No, Star Strike. Star Strike, that was it, yeah. Uh, Star Strike. Um, Star Strike. <laughs> so normally I can kind of go quite passive, but they're Nurgle and you have to hit them hard and fast. So my first turn, I just alpha struck them and took off Rugus and the playground. Uh, all of them, because um, he, he deployed in such a way that uh, oh yeah, five light kings as well. So he had light kings in the middle, most of the were left with a grand clean one, and on the right hand side he had Rockus and play drone. So I just uh, I just picked on a flank that looked like he had the most points wrapped up in it, and just hit it and killed him, uh, and then charged ironclad into thirty blade bearers, which is the only way I can think of dealing with him. Uh, mm -hmm. And the game just basically became a grind fest in the middle. But uh, because the grind fest was after I'd killed Rock 800 points of his first <laughs> turn, it favoured me. So you know, we, we had 
Yeah, about that. Because like, it's 340 and Playgrounds yeah. are like 220 per... Yeah, 200 two? for three. 200 for three. So, yeah, I killed six of them. So there's four. Yeah, so shy of 800 quid. 800 points. Gone there. Quid. 800 quid, yeah. <laughs> points. 800 points down one. Street animal. Nurgle is just... I mean, the army's getting grindier and yeah. more shooting resilient. I feel they're getting better at dealing with casual, carriage and overlords as well. Yeah, but uh, still do it. Just yeah. think about it a bit more. Uh, but yeah, that game was a win because yeah, I, I got I got in there. I stuck the boot in. The the star strikes came down very far away, but because he was stuck with plague bearers, it just meant that I had to run Arcanauts slash some remaining balloon boys onto them, claim them. And as soon as anything made a break for it, he just shot him in the face. Yeah. Would you um, say that the had, um, that that the drones are, are are worth their points, or do they have to have the, the buffs on them? Drones is a completely valid list. Uh, I know, yeah. I know it's, it's jargony, but yeah, drone strike is basically taking a big unit of drones, six to nine, and just using that as your terror weapon. You know, layering spells slash command abilities onto them. Yeah, once their uh, focus is activated and you've got the Great and Gleaming Commander ability on them and you've got blades on them, they get horrendous. 13 attacks each. Yeah, any sixes. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's crazy. So I figured I really had to hit them hard to stop that happening. So I did, and they, and they died. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was basically the game because it, had, yeah, it, was, it was just anything that made the break from the objective, I, I, I dealt with it. And while well, 30 play bearers trying to get through an iron And that was my game. Strong. Win, turn, and then that was major. Uh, and I think the only points I didn't get out of the game were the play bearers. Happy days. So, um, yeah. game two, Rob. Game two was again. So my game two, after that, I was feeling a lot better off. I had got some, <laughs> got some food in me. Uh, so I was playing a chap called Doug Fazzini. He was a really nice chap. And he brought like an electric boom Stormcast Eternals army. Looked really, really cool. Uh, he had, it was a mixed Stormcast, like there was no battalions, so it's just a, an all skeleton on Star Drake, Staunch Defender, Mirror Shield. He had Lord Castellant, a Lord Relator, and Knight Vexima. Uh, two units of five Judicators, one unit of 15 Liberators, uh, a unit of 10 Protectors, and then three Prosecutors of the Storm called Javelin. So, kinda mixed, kinda nothing. There wasn't a whole, whole lot there, really really worrying me. Uh, he kind of deployed his Liberators, Protectors, Starbase in the centre with some characters and the Judicators on the each flank objective. They were just taking pot shots all game at my, my stuff that was on the objectives. I I gave him the first turn. He kind of shifted a little bit, put his buffs up. I got sort of like took bottom one and I just slammed um, 30 Zangor straight into the front of the Liberators. And I, well, I was a bit actually concerned because I, I charged and then I realized they had a two up stage wrong ones. I was like, oh, no, that's yeah, that's not going to go easy. Not gonna go you well. don't have a great deal of rend in that unit, do you? You have some, well, but it's not really. I, yeah, but, well, <laughs> so the thing is, Zangor got 12 great weapons, and they're rend one. They get attacked a piece, so she ate attack damage two. So even though he's got a three up stage wrong ones, I still killed like five or six of them, because it's the sheer number of attacks. Mm. Uh, Zangor are just obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> they can be, yeah. You're seeing the 30 turn up more and more now, aren't you? I bet. They're so, so good. You know, 30 is just so, so good. 
Um, hence why they're on my list, because they're just horrific. Anyway, so yeah, Charge of the Breakers killed six of them. He lost another couple to um, uh, Battle Shock. Then we went into the, the initial roll. He won it. He charged his pro protectors into the back. Star Drake over the top in, I think he was hoping to, to like wipe out most of the unit, but because there's Angle, they just have a habit of sticking around. He killed like five or six, maybe seven, but not that many. Um, hmm. He got two wounds each, which really helps him keep stick around. It went to my turn. I charged Lord Sellerton on Star Drake with Archeon uh, and Slayer of Kings them off. <laughs> anyway, next time, Lord's double six on the wounds and just took them off. And this Storm's Defender, that meant Storm's Defender went down. Uh, the Zangle then just cut through, they cut their way through the Liberators and Frost Protectors. Um, I spelled off Arc Protectors with Lord of Change. And then it's a case of just mopping up, so I, I jumped Archeon over. He also did the same thing for Knight Vexter, Slayer King, and then Lord of Change was just shooting spells at people. And end, end the game with one Zangor left off the, the grind of the protectors and the breakers, and then the Lord Celestine cast along, sorry. And up grinding him out. But he didn't get the points for them. <laughs> so, like, Once that Storch Defender goes down, it starts kind of usually yeah. going quite bad, doesn't it? Yeah, when, when that's there, it's really difficult to get through anything, but uh, Slayer of Kings doesn't care about Storch Defender. It's just <laughs> I rolled two sixes, take it off. And that wasn't, I didn't even use Destiny Dice for those two sixes. I actually rolled. Wow. I didn't even cheat. As much as I love cheating, this is not one of those times. Just straightforward, take him off. The Major Victory 3. Yep. Major Victory 2000 points. Awesome. And that was the, let's say, the Burning Objectives one, wasn't it? Yeah, Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth, I also, yeah. Any questions there, Moobs? Um, no, it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory. Um, I mean when I've played with Zinch, Zangor's in thirty, they just don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere at all. Um, you know, and I think as well you just forget how many attacks they actually do get. It's, yeah, it's mental because they you, know, you have like okay, so these twelve guys with they've got forty eight attacks, so you're all forty eight dice. They say I've got six mutants in there. That's 36 attacks from six models. And then you say, oh, I've got the, the Sword of Board guy. That's another, like, 48 attacks. And then they've all got their beak attacks. So you're just mm -hmm. rolling, like, a hundred, over 150 dice from the unit. <laughs> that's before you even factor in buffs and, yeah, it's just, oh, God. Yeah. It is. But anyway. It is pretty nasty. Um, but always good. Yeah. Um, to Gary, game two. Cool. Um, well, yeah. As we said, it was Scorched Earth, which I would say my KO are one. It's one of the better missions. Uh, and I was playing the new Doors of Cain. Uh, once again, very, very sorry. Can't remember your name. Um, but a very I do remember the very first thing I said when I saw it was, do you have Marathi? Like... Praying because it was on a diet, you know, literally 50 50. He was like, No, I haven't got Marathi. And I was like, Oh, oh thank fuck. Right, okay. Um, he, he was rocking basically two of the shrines mm -hmm. um, with the hags on it, um, a hag on foot. Uh, one of them was the general. Uh, he had a Medusa wizard. Uh, and then basically the rest of it was three massive blocks of witches. 
and then two units of heart renders and two units of heart seekers, which actually were a bit of a pain in the bum because they could. My, my usual plan with KO in this mission is just to have is go as always balls deep <laughs> and just leave ten Arcanauts on two of the objectives and leave the third one for dead. Uh, but that many heart renders and heart seekers can quite easily go through ten Arcanauts. Um, but I figured, you know, why change the habit of a lifetime? So I just I just played it as I normally would and figured if, if it went all wrong, then I just modify my plan next time. Um, and my usual plan, as I say, is to hit a flank really, really hard. Uh, pretend that the opposite flank's home objective doesn't exist. Let them take it if they really, really want to. Let them burn it. And then basically turn the entire battle on 90 degrees. So basically I wipe off everything off one flank burn his objective or hold it indeed uh, if if pertinent to do so um, make sure the boat's kind of like halfway between the two so they can't really get that objective on my side as well and then I'm kind of like just racking up points on two of the left or right hand side objectives uh, while pushing for the, the middle uh, and then consolidate into the middle and then just pushing towards the late game onto the last two if they no, if mine's still alive but pushing onto you know to the far kind of corner where his is, and, and the idea of course is that because you burnt some and he hasn't, or you burnt some and you've held or you've held some for longer than he has, and he's always on the defensive. That you kind of you kind of running fairly even to mid game, and then late game you just kind of pivot because you're always on the ascendancy. Uh, which, as it turned out, was exactly what happened. Um, the only fly in the ointment was the fact that his heart renders and heart seekers did come out quite aggressively, uh, and three units did land on my my left hand objective because that's where I went hard. I went hard on the left hand flank, took off thirty witches, uh, a wizard, the Medusa, and one of the uh, cauldrons uh, on the left, uh, and then just kind of consolidated onto there and then pushed into the middle and started wiping things out. But he did land, as I say, and burnt my objective after killing 10 Arcanauts on that left. So um, he was kind of a bit closer to it till the middle. But of course, by that time, I'd killed big chunks of things. And by turn two, I'd killed another cauldron and another 30 witches. Um, when, when the heart renders and heart seekers landed, I literally just turned the boat around and shot them off the board. So they literally only got like one turn of doing anything. Uh, and the game basically ended with me quite quite far ahead, not burning the objectives, the, the middle and the left-hand objectives, until I absolutely needed to on the last turn, just pouring fire into the right-hand side's witches, which were just literally hunkered down, which is why I, I play that way. It's because not nine times out of ten, the stuff on the, on the opposite flank can't do anything. You're playing this kind of numbers game of, I can bring my army to bear on a third of your army, only one third of your army can react, and the other third of the army just sits there watching as everyone gets butchered. And I've got the speed to kind of get to that corner and, and kind of kill them that game. How uh, and, easy would you say it is to, to take out the 30 witches with the cauldron? Was it was it easy? Did, was, it, was it hard? It was, it was fairly easy, to be fair. Um, the new cauldron isn't as good. It's a, it's a plus one save buff now, rather than a hard save. Mm -hmm. And I've got enough rend. So you kill that first, and then you pick on the witches. And once you pick on the witches, there's no leadership buff. 
there either, and they haven't been uh, um, inspiring presence either. If there was a general nearby, because they haven't had a turn yet, so it's just getting to that magic number of about that twenty dead, something like twenty dead, and then and then they just pop. You, don't, you can ignore them after you've got like high teams slash twenty because they'll they'll just pop no matter what. Hmm. It's a battle shock. Um, did you get an earbud, and then they pop maybe even before then. Um, and it went so well that I even managed to start rolling for charges to the middle 30 witches just in case I got quite a long charge because they were they were so dead it was, it was, it was nothing to charge um, and I think that's when I got enough of a range to clip the wizard and then I took out the Medusa because the Medusa was one of the closest things so I think I clipped the very end of the witches with like one guy killed a couple but the main thing was because it was, he was quite strung out um just clipping one guy into that unit, even though it didn't do much casualties, it meant that he can only move three inches in and didn't get a lot of attacks. Whereas if he'd got his next turn um, and they could have moved, I think they can move and run and charge, can't they? I believe. I'm not um, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think that I'm pretty sure they can run and charge. So if I hadn't clipped at least one of them, he would have moved, ran, charged, and then got a whole heap of stuff to combat probably wiping them out as it was it was more of a kind of slow trickle of me killing a couple of witches for a couple of turns him killing a couple of you know doing some wounds on the riggers for a couple of turns till the rest of my stuff just caught up and then just shot board. easy as that then which is why you always oh god just just saying it was pretty easy then <laughs> it was fairly easy it was a bit of a shooting gallery but only because you play it right these big hoardy units the idea is if they kind of deploy badly is to clip them on the edge because then they can't bring their numbers to bear yeah so yeah. a lot of the time i'll charge like a chemist in like big you know i've charged 30 man 40 man blobs of bloodletters with a chemist before because you're like oh you're only getting three or four guys to attack me you know and then they're either retreating or do nothing mm, makes do you sense think, do you think that, um do you think that the Witch Elves or the Daughters of Cain are now slightly worse than they were before the new Battle Tone. I think they're a lot better. I think you've got to deal with them right. And I'm still on the fence whether Marathi is obligatory. Uh, I was on the Warhammer TV. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was on Warhammer Weekly, sorry. And they, they show uh, Tom on there and Tom Vince. Vince? It's not Vince. Tom Loins. Yeah, Tom Loins. He showed me uh, a list that he'd come up with that didn't have a Marathi in it, and it was very, very good. It had a lot of bullshit in it, a lot of models in it. And this yeah. guy didn't have some of those things. And I really liked Tom's list. It had tricks. Yeah. Uh, but that was mainly using the, the sisters rather than the witch elves. Yeah. Uh, and this this guy that I played had the same plan. So he's plus one to, plus one to hit on the charge. Yeah. I, I tried to make sure that he could never charge. Sure. Uh, he, he was always on the defensive, but uh, the one with Tom had like six-inch piling in sisters, so you could you could do charges that weren't charges, and things like that. You know, you could you could you could absorb the charge from say KO and then pile in with face uh, blood sisters and then wipe them out, uh, and then kind of retreat out of combat and charge again. Um, yeah, the blood sisters are too strange, don't they? Yeah, but well, they can pile in six, and they don't have to be. In range two pile and that's it. That's what I mean. They pile in six and they they can fight in two ranks. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact rules, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a lot of bullshit basically. 
which you know, like, and with the retreat, you can just do all these kind of weird kind of. I'm not allowed to retreat and charge, but I'm not charging, so I can retreat, get within six inches of an enemy unit, and then just pile in because that's not a charge. Yeah, there's lots of. Um, well, I, I don't think that Marathi is mandatory, but she is. He's, she's so good against the alpha strike. Yeah, it might not be that she's amazing against everything, but she's so good against the alpha. She's so good against KO. Yeah, she but she'd be terrible against Archeon. Yeah, exactly. It's like a four hundred eighty point point sink against Archeon. Yeah. This thing, I'm still yet undecided how they're gonna go. The Blood Sisters are they the ones that have the crystal touch? No, the Blood Sisters are the no. The, it's the it's the witch it's the witch elves. It's the, like the elite witch elves. Oh, the Sisters of Slaughter. Sisters of Slaughter. There you go. Oh. Sorry, my, my terminology is shit. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Blood Sisters, the they're the snakes with the spears. Ah, right. So I got mixed up. But yeah, no, the 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 ballista Tom show they had the uh, you know the elite witch elves, and they've got like the run and charge, and pile in six. And, yeah, it's okay. It's basically having really good yetis. What's wrong with yetis? I love them. <laughs> I think they're magical. <laughs> um, there yeah, is... Anyway, that was my game. That was, that was a big win. Just going back to the Blood Sisters, um, there is actually right. one thing that, that, that I noticed, um, and that was with the Crystal Touch, one of, their, um, one of the, the prayers you can give them is the Catechism of Murder. Um, so basically what that does is pick a friendly Daughters of Cain unit within 14 inches of the priest until the start of your next hero phase. Each time you make a hit roll of a six after re-rolls and all that jazz, um, it, it counts as two attacks. Um, sorry, two hits. Yeah, so obviously every time you roll a hit on the crystalline attacks, it does a mortal wound. But obviously every time you roll... Um, you roll a six, it is two mortal wounds, but obviously when you get your plus one to hits and your buffs and stuff, it can do quite a lot more wounds. Paul was saying, yeah, they do a lot of damage. I have, I've yet to face it, so I can't possibly comment, but I, I get the impression they just get taken off it's against a, a dedicated alpha. But, I'd be interested to see actual wording of that, because if it's worded in a, in a right way, that you might not get the two hits from the the, the prayer. Possibly. Because, and on my book's hand. Yeah. And so it would be a case of if if, if, if the, the, the crystal touch rule is if you score a hit, it, is, it equals one mortal wound, then maybe. But if it says, like, on the rule, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the rule is, but... The actual rule for it, it just says each time you score a hit with a crystal touch, the target suffers one mortal wound. No, the prayer is um, <clears throat> pick a friendly daughters of Cain unit within 14 inches of the priest until the start of your next hero phase. Each time you make a hit roll of a six after re-rolls but before modifiers are applied. For that unit in the combat phase, that attack inflicts two hits instead of one. Oh, I think that does then. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds quite cool. The, the, the yeah. crystal touches each time you score a hit with the crystal touch. So, so and it was, if it's two hits instead of one, that means two more wounds. Great. Yeah. It's, it, I am hearing stories that they have, they are hitting my trucks. So, yeah. 
I, I can believe that's the way it's interpreted. But I, you know, I, I've yet to quite. I mean, because that is quite the quite a popular way that I've seen people wanting to build the doors. Yeah. Of paint. Because they can be made battle line. I think people enjoy because they don't have to paint ninety witch elves. Yeah, they don't have to pay one hundred and twenty to ninety. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just a, a very. I think it's a time management slash they look cool kind of and cost effective. She was basically at the start of the game. Adam turned to her and said, "You just wait until you see what the guys do." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he had Roticus and two great and clean ones, um, but not they didn't. He didn't have the battalion, but he just had the three of them. Uh, three units of ten plague bearers, two gore beast chariots, and twelve plague toads. <laughs> oh my word! And plague toads are an absolute nightmare to deal with. They're They've got four wounds apiece, five up save, and a four up disgustingly resilient. So they've got they've got the equivalent of ninety six wounds in that unit because of the four up. So it's quite heinous. And we also points. Oh, sorry, I was going to say they did get a points uh, nerf lately, didn't they? they yeah, they, they lost their they lost their big unit upgrade. So it used right. to be twelve three twenty. Now it's twelve four hundred. Right, so I think so. Not a huge 400 volt, still amazing. Um, but so we're playing Knights of Heart, which is the one where you tend to draw the game. Um, so I'm thinking that's not great against Nurgle, it's a grindy army, it's gonna be really tough to, to actually get the major on this. And also, I kind of I totally fucked up my deployment because I forgot that you actually only deploy 18 inches away from each other, and I <laughs> I just I keep forgetting how fast Nurgle is. Mm-hmm. Play play those They only have like a seven inch move. But then when you add the the two inches from the wheel, the three inches from the bell, and the run, and the charge. You know, so yep. he, basically, we deployed. He deployed his play to the front. So I deployed my Zangor at the front. Uh, I gave him the first turn, and he said, "Right, charging." The, so charge play twelve play toads in front of my Zangor first thing. I was like, okay, that's not that's not good. <clears throat> but they're not that hitting. They've only got two attacks, fours and fours, no rend, D three damage. Um, mm. they, they get yeah. extra they hit on sixes, but he and he couldn't get all twelve of in for base contact. He could got like seven in, so he had like fourteen attacks. Um, he, he got a bunch of hits, a bunch of wounds, and he only ends up killing about three Zangle totals. He does that six damage through. And mm. um, I hit him back, and I killed like. Four plague toads, which is just pretty good considering. <laughs> um, but then I actually managed to make a plague toad flee from battle shock because yeah. Archeon can adjust the battle shock roll up by two. He rolled a five, which I adjust up to a seven, and he lost four. That's eleven. So one ran away. So I thought, yeah. 
I'm really talking about that. But then it went to my turn, uh, and I just said, oh, I'm just going to cast the entire world at the Plato's. <laughs> so I cast, I did that, and I killed another, like, three or four. Um, I charged after into Rotigus, and uh, I used two Destiny dice to kill Rotigus, two sixes, and he exploded. And this is what I was saying. <laughs> Adam's girlfriend was then like, that, that's cheating. What are you doing? <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome yeah. to Zeech. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yep, that's, actually, that's actually what I'm doing. And she, she wasn't impressed, but I was having a great time. <laughs> and then I, then the Sangor murdered all of the remaining Platos. So um, in just two rounds of combat, I managed to churn through 12 Platos. Apparently, in a year and a half of using the 12 Platos, they'd never died before. And Zangle did it in two phases. Plus See, plus I'm, su magic. I'm surprised he charged them. I mean, I know he could, but they're, they're usually like the kind of the, the par excellence kind of wall. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, yeah. exactly he, he pushed them into me to kind of tie like, everything up because everything was kind of centered around them. But I just, didn't, I just didn't, don't think he had any idea that Zangle would choose through them in two turns. Mm, just through I, I, I did. When, I, when he hit my lines, I was, I was his brown trousers on for me. I didn't realize that mm. he would, that they would do that. I mean, I, I'm still sometimes surprised by how killy the Zangle are, but they wiped them out. And at that point, um, yes, so Archeon, um, Snare of Kings, Rotigus, killed a chariot, which just happened to be nearby with the rest of his attacks. Because you know, he's in the way. Why not? That's, yeah, why not? <laughs> so it's a small little sub thing. Um, so he charged both his great and clean ones into Archeon. Um, he attacked with one, did a bunch of wounds. I used Destiny Dice and Slayer of Kings for the other one. Um, so <laughs> that's great. So that's, that's two great and clean ones in Destiny Dice. Just outright dead. And then I Slayer of Kings, the other one, just with the white dice. So. Yeah, so all three Grand Clingers got Slayer of King, which is awesome. And from there, it was just like, my Zangor then charged up the field and wiped out his 30 play there, sitting in the objective. And that was another GG. Yeah, that's, that's uh, major, major victory, 2,000 points. So, which, is, which is actually really good, because that's usually the clincher in it, yeah, in tournaments, is the, uh, everyone gets minors and you get a major, you're like, you're automatically ahead of the game. Yeah, if, 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 you, get, if you can get a major on life to the higher, you're in a really good place. Um, hmm. Because it's so it's difficult to score a major on, uh, but fortunately, because I was my Zangle was so efficient at clearing the, the roadblock, they can get to mm -hmm. the and you can just use you know Destiny dice to charge across the field. You can run and charge, so they, they can go very very fast. So so what you did in that game is you basically embarrassed Adam in front of his girlfriend. Basically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Archeon was just to steal your girl, so. Check out my AP1 sword. Check out my sword. So, Gary, game three. What have you got? Game three. Uh, game three, again, I played a guy who was lovely, and I don't remember his name. Um, <laughs> because I was three sheets to the wind at this point. Um, <laughs> I played a Vanguard group, and I was quietly groaning. 
because it was a vanguard wing, and it was a vanguard wing that we started deploying, and started casting up perfectly in the corner, and I was like, oh, shit, he knows what he's doing. Uh, and it was even worse than that, because he had, a gen instead of having, like, say, the jack TEM build of, you know, relictors and yada, 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 you know, support pieces, he, he had the obligatory kind of, like, big star drake with mirror shield. And I was like, probably not as good against some armies, but against mine, having a mirror shield star drake with 30 liberators surrounding it so you can't charge it is, uh, it's a pain. Mm. Uh, and he was deploying it very well. Think about his castle, and he just castled up in the corner. Um, uh, and I, I kind of knew it was going to be either a loss or a minor win to someone. Uh, like, a loss to me or a minor win to one of us. Uh, so I just did what I always do, which is took the first turn and just went for it. And I did kill all but a couple of the Liberators. I think there was like five left, something at the end of the combat. That was it. You know, I've killed like five judicators as the first screen, and then five, and then like twenty-five liberators. But I made a mistake in this game because uh, I charged all, all fifteen riggers into the front to do all the attacks, uh, and I charged them the wrong way round. Like I had one unit on the left and another unit on the right, and all his hammers, you know, like the the, the great hammers, mm -hmm. were touching a unit was attacking second. So once he took all of his casualties off, the unit that I hadn't yet activated then got wiped out in return because they were the ones touching the models that he was always going to remove last. Mm. I should have flipped them. So I should have charged one to the left-hand side, one to the right-hand side, attacked all my attacks. He left all of these really good weapons up, but they're not touching the unit that is still yet to attack. And then I would have finished them off with... Um, the unit that, that I then attacked second. Uh, but as it is, he had six left and wiped out my small rigger unit, and um, which got embroiled in basically a, a massive kind of ruck on his objective, while the usual thing of the judicators, not the judicators, the prosecutors turned up on my home objective and killed the ten-man Archonauts. Uh, and I just didn't get through it quick enough. Uh, all the liberators and the Star Drake all went down, I'd killed everything by the end of the game through, you know, because, you know, he, he, he's consolidated my, my objective and I eventually cleared his objective and then shot off his uh, prosecutors, but there was nothing to claim it. So at the end of the game, there was, there was barely enough models to, to claim anything. Um, I think he might have had a couple of prosecutors that fact, but not enough to claim that objective. Um, and I had X amount of models on his objective. So it, it just it came down to points. And I think I beat him by about 120, something like that. So it was close, though. It was literally, yeah, it was close. But we'd literally just, I mean, I didn't kill the Star Drake until the last combat round, or last shooting round of the game. I didn't get the priority in turn five. So Star Drake was still stomping around turn five, but I was still desperately trying to shoot it, minus two to hit, with anything and everything. Um, and it finally went down. And it only went down because he'd made the mistake of charging my uh, ironclad during the game. And, and the ironclad had thrown all of its mines and thrown its supremacy mine and done like six mortal wounds, which wasn't like crippling at the time. But by the end of the game, 
he was on one or two wounds left, and I just managed to do those one or two wounds. If I hadn't done that, he hadn't charged the, the ironclad, and I hadn't done that six more wounds, I it had still been a, uh, a star drake, and he'd, he'd have won, because mm. it's 560 points right there. So I, uh, I lucked out, basically. Mm, it was close. Very close. Uh, it's, it's an awful match. Well, not an awful matchup. It's one of those knife-edge games in one of the knife-edged scenarios. It's like, you can sometimes play the mission better versus Vanguard Wing, but that particular mission is literally all or nothing, and you mm. always lose your home objective to the fucking prosecutors, or whatever they call them. The flappy dudes. You're not bitter at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's just, it's just one of those kind of... It's just, it's just one of those... Re- you know, it's, one of those meta-defining lists, even even after the nerfs, is just a really good list. Mm. And it's a mission that's difficult to get a mid Yeah, exactly. It's like it's just it's a, a perfect storm of this is probably going to be my hardest game all weekend, barring something absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, and it was. And so yeah, I only got the minor, but again, I think most people usually do, so didn't feel too disheartened. Mm. Fantastic. Um, was there any like entertainment, like a, like a quiz or anything on on, on Saturday night? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I entered the uh, the Bugman's pub quiz. Was there on Saturday night? I did it with uh, Mike, uh, Scott, Kai, and Ben, and we won it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We, we won the quiz. We got got a round of drinks bought for us by uh, by staff. Well, I assume they're just free, but. Yeah. Um, so there, there's some narrative cred back there, I guess. Yeah, some kind of. I mean, what kind of the question? Uh, so the question was like, um, what, so one of them was, um, whose whose magic is that spell? Who spells that magic or anything? So it's the name of a spell. And you have to say oh, right. what which war scroll they're on. There's a, like a, a picture around, so it's just like pictures of things. So you had to build up into a word. So there's like a, a you know a, a bale of hay, and then a wind farm. And then a vortex, which is obviously bell with vortex kind of thing. So it's, um, so it's quite yeah, fun. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Yeah, it was nice. Yes. <laughs> and we weren't, so we should have got more. I feel like I should have got more tournament points for that, but alas. Mm? No, <laughs> you just got more drunk. Stop feeling it. I saw him on the Saturday morning. I, 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 he said he went to the toilet. I'm pretty sure he went off to vomit in the toilet. <laughs> he, he will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny this. Uh, I, I don't know which. I don't know which specific time you're talking about. Actually, <laughs> yeah. was it the Saturday morning or the Sunday morning? <laughs> <laughs> this, was this at 8am on Saturday morning or 8:05 on Saturday morning or 8 <laughs> yeah. and so on? So. Yeah. So, so Sunday morning. Um, obviously, feeling a little bit sore-headed. Um. <laughs> Actually, I was, I was much better on Sunday morning, um, which was really good because when I saw the list I was playing, I shit myself. <laughs> so I was playing a lovely chap called Frank Straw, who's from the WS10 uh, group, I believe. WS10. Is this the guy who's practice. got the free people? Yes. I saw so a picture a, of it. Yeah, he had a free people's gun line. So he had. Um, 30 handgunners, 30 handgunners, 20 handgunners, Celestial Holocarnum, Free Guild General, uh, Lord Ordinator, 
and three Hellstorm rocket batteries. Um, oh, and two Griffins, for good measure. Uh, but it, it, so it wasn't actually, it was mixed order. It wasn't actually three people. It mm-hmm. had too many things in there to make it. But it was, the, the one thing I had going for me was the fact that it was duality, which means that I could kind of maybe claw something back out of it with the fact that I have these two big heroes and I might be able to stop him from scoring early on and I was, I was having a chat with you, Gary, for the way you went through opponent, because I was I was sitting there, looking at his army and looking at mine, thinking, I don't know if I want to take first turn or give first turn, because mm. if, I, if I take first turn, I, can, I can't, but I, if I get doubled and then shot off, uh, uh, I might, you know, it's, it's really difficult to know exactly how, how I, it's because it's going to score. So, because I, um, because I was worried that if I took second turn, I would just get shot off. So I wanted to get my buffs up, but I also didn't want to get double turned because I'd just get shot off. Mm. But I ended up deciding that I wanted to go first and just start scoring the objectives. And I was going to keep my kind of Zangor Shaman hidden back a little bit. So if I jumped onto those objectives, if he kills one of my big things, I can jump this Shaman onto him the next turn and then just kind of get ahead of the objectives enough and then hopefully like keep him back. I know, it, was, it was really, really sketchy. I did, didn't really. It was, it was, yeah, it was a very, very sketchy game. Very, very tough game. So what happened is this. Well, there's kind of two sides to how the game went. There's the, the gameplay side and the scoring side. Well, I ended up deciding to take the first turn because I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just focus on objectives. I buffed Archeon up to hell. I Mystic Shield on him. Uh, put Shield of Faith on him. So he's re- so he's got two up save. Rerolling his ones, twos, and threes. I jumped him onto the left-hand objective. I put my Lord of Change on the right-hand objective, and I charged everything as far forward as I possibly could because I wanted to just throw stuff. I was, I was rushing him. That's what I was doing. I was just throwing as much extra forward and see what happens. So, and hope he doesn't double turn me because obviously that'd be bad. Go to my turn, and he says, "Well, Archeon's got even against my um, Hellstone Rocket Battery, he's got a four-up re-rolling save." So I'm not going to bother shooting it. I'm just going to shoot Lord of Change. Shot off Lord of Change. Shot off my Zangor Shaman because I was I left him in range stupidly, and then shot off half my Zangor and the Pink Horrors. Jeez. And, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, well, as long as he doesn't get the double turn, and then he gets the double turn. <laughs> um, and he shoots off all of my, the rest of my Zangor and the rest of my Pink Horrors and half my Brimstone Horrors. And I was like, okay. And on that turn, he actually managed to get his three dwarf general onto, onto the objective on the right hand side. So I just need, I, if I could kill him, I might be a good chance here. Uh, so we went to my turn. Archeon sound the objective scoring. I moved as much as I could towards the three dwarf general stuff, like shooting and charging it. Um, and then we went, he had the initiative roll off again, which he won, and then shot off everything else apart from Archeon. He fired, he ends up firing. Uh, six Hellfire rocket shots at, at Archeon. And I, I passed four of my saves on Destiny Dice. <laughs> I passed, and I just passed the other two on four ups, which is good. And then we went into the initial roll again, which he won. So he shot everything at Archeon. So there's 12 Hellstorm rocket batteries and there are like 60 hand, 60 hand guns or something like that in range. I managed to make 
15, no, 14 out of 15 saves from the handgunners. And I made I had, I had 10 saves from the Hellstorm rocket batteries. So 10 four-ups, each were doing D6 damage. And I should pass 8 of the 10 four-up saves. And then we, it was my turn again, I ended up killing a Griffhound, just because, <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, points. Um, but I still, it was, it was just, I, I, still, I could stay on the objective, I could kill a Griffhound. And then we went into his turn again, and he shot me off. Because then he got hit by another 12 health and rocket batteries, so he could. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the gameplay side of it. The, the scoring side of it was... On turn one, I score two points because I've got one character on both objectives. Second turn, we go to hit, then we go in his turn one, he scores nothing. His turn two, he scores one point because he gets the general. So we're on two to one. Then, well, my turn, Archeon scores two points. Second turn, he's been on it. So it's four one. Then he scores two, so it's four three. Then I score three, so it's seven three. Then he scores two for three, so it's um, seven six, and I score four. The far, uh, yeah four, so it's eleven six. In the last turn, turn five, he only scores four points, so I win a major eleven to ten. <coughs> Even though you got tabled. Even though I got tabled, because I chose to go first and put both characters on the objectives turn one, it means that he couldn't get them off fast enough to catch me on points, purely because he couldn't kill Archeon that one turn. I made the eight saves, the eight out of ten he, saves on the Hellstorm. It just meant that he didn't die. It means he's around for long enough to just score those points he needed to score. It's basically your cheat dice che cheated you again. Well, no, the, the eight out of ten wasn't even on cheat dice. Ah, uh, yeah, but the four, the four wins that you did use cheat dice. Yes, the four, yeah. the four beforehand were definitely dice. But, but, so that obviously helped. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, so I think he he made a big mistake in the game because he chose not to shoot Archeon in the first two of his turns because I had Shield of Fate and Mystic Shield on because he tapped bottom of one and top of two. Both of those turns he didn't shoot Archeon because he was thinking, well, he's got a four-up re-rolling. I'm, I'm just not going to do much. But in reality, a four-up re-rolling isn't that great. It's all right. If I'm taking ten saves, I'm going to fail a couple... And if I fail a couple, that could be, like, 18 damage. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they're D6 mm -hmm. each. He could nearly kill me with only a couple going through. And so, more so, if he, he if he would have shot Archeon, then you potentially would have viewed your Destiny dice up earlier. Absolutely. Which I would have done. Hmm. I'd just use them as many for the saves as I possibly could, so they wouldn't be available later on. Um, but because he chose not to shoot him earlier on, it just meant that he couldn't, he couldn't get the wounds in later, um, and I was—I just managed to—I I just managed to pick more points. But I was—it was—it's <laughs> a bit weird because I got to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I can't win because he's going to score four here and five then. Then when I realised that actually he's only going to score three here, then four then, it means that he couldn't catch me on the points that I was just on because I can't survive. So it went from a loss to where I thought it was going to be a draw, to then I realised I'd won. So it's quite a, a weird. <laughs> couple of stages. I was like, oh, that's that's really exciting. Um, so, yeah, so... He accidentally won. Accidentally won. But, I, in fairness, it was... <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was very lucky to win that game. Um, but also, I think that I played it 
I, I played it as best as I could. I think if I did hang back, it wouldn't have helped me because he would have just moved forward and shot me. And, I, and then he would, he, it would have been really, really hard to pit on points because he, again, he still could have got into objectives turn two. He sort of shot me off with everything. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I made the, the right choice in hindsight. Yes. If I, if it wasn't, yeah. I think that's, that's where you get wins when, sorry, I was going to say, that's when you get wins uh, when other people don't, is when you, you've got to play to your, to your outs, you know. Some people could just put their head down and go, I've lost, and then just play loosely and sloppily because they've lost, yeah. and not even put themselves in a position to potentially win. I was in the headspace of, I can't win this, but there was absolutely no way I was going to make it easy for him. I'm not that kind of person. I'm going to make people work for every point they score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because otherwise you're going to, you might actually be in a situation where you could win. The number of times I've played a game where it's been going horribly, I've hit turn four and realised there's a sneaky trick I could do to get like 15 points and mm. just, just nab the game. Like, it happens. No, it. Otherwise, you'd just be one of those filthy narrative players. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. And as well, yeah. Frank, um, I saw as well he was using square bases, so you would have won. Morally, anyway. <laughs> he had square bases on his on his uh, weapon teams. Yes, you're right. Yeah, which is bad, 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 bad. <laughs> so a win there for Rob. Um, a very close win, but a win yeah. nonetheless. Um, yeah, I, I, I scored forty points, victory points in that game. Uh, <laughs> oh, for killing the Griffhound. The Griffhound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Griffhound kill was technically a Slayer of Kings, so I did. Even though he's not a hero, I did roll double six on the wound roll, so... Um, totally counts. Yeah, totally counts. He just has no filter, does he? He just kills whoever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Die, dog! <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, do you want to take us through your game four? My game four was remarkably simple slash quick. <laughs> uh, my game four was against the most hungover slash still pissed Darren Watson you have ever seen in your life uh, Darren Watson is one of the better players in the UK uh, went to Masters did very well um, uh, he was bringing uh, his new filth which was Nurgle Archeon um, lots of Archeons this weekend yeah. uh, but his was, his was basically Archeon Super Friends so Archeon General and then various allied in characters uh, so Corn Lord on Juggernaut, uh, a boob worm, you know, and basically buffing up Archeon to to hit hard, basically do what Rob's has been doing, Griffound bit, um, but with <laughs> but with the added benefit of the movement buffs from um, the Nurgle, you know, so the trees, the run and charge, um, thirty plague bearers as well, just to kind of you know screen parts of the the table 30 plague bearers is just like the bane of AOS at the moment isn't it? Um, but they're, they're so very good uh, but yeah it, it was it was quite a good kind of wind them up and, and, and let them loose kind of Archeon list uh, but of course I've got a KO list so uh, and we were playing uh, Duality of Death as, as Rob says and I, I'd, I'd argue that Duality of Death is the best mission for KO and uh Darren kind of recognised that, deployed massively defensively, you know, 
units of marauders. Yeah, I think he had two units of marauders as well, like in layers with the 30 plague bearers, with all of his heroes behind it. Uh, he had a sorcerer as well. And just, oh, and a great and clean one as well, because of course the great and clean one can buff Archeon and give him an extra attack on all of his things. Uh, and I think the idea is that Slayer of Kings, then you, you keep adjusting the, the, the Nurgle will to get plus one to wounds. Slayer of Kings goes up on a four plus with extra attacks. Um, and a double piling from the from the boob worm. Um, so quite filthy, but yeah. Uh, I alpha striked him because that's what I do. And I killed Archeon. Quite. Not, I won't say easily, but I killed Archeon. Um, didn't really realise that Archeon's got a wound bounce thing as well. So I was killing yeah. Archonauts. Yeah, left, right and centre. Was like, I, was, I was literally double tapping pistols and everything. Uh, oh yeah, I, I totally killed the Hellstorm Rocket Battery with that. <laughs> <laughs> From 40 inches away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Archonauts are dying everywhere. But he went down. I think he took like 10 wounds from buff dual, dual cannons for a start, which is always a good start. Um, uh, and I think I actually failed charges. I failed some charges, went into the playbearers uh, and began the grind to try and get through the playbearers to get to the, behind the, the units, uh, the, the characters behind. Um, but I've done it in such a way that obviously the characters couldn't really get in particularly easily if they wanted to start kind of killing my stuff that I had thrown forward. Um, his turn, he, he basically retreated his 30 play bearers uh, and then went for charges into the riggers uh, in an attempt to uh, obviously break them and then push through onto the objectives, which was being held by an ironclad. Um, uh, he, he did all right. Uh, and then it came to turn two, we rolled for quarry, and I won it. And he conceded. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he hadn't killed the riggers. Uh, ignored them, I think. I actually might have killed one unit, but they, they weren't out. The ten wardens were still there. I was still on the objective. I still had thirty archonauts pointing at all the all the dudes, and it was just literally going to be a turn of just taking off all the characters. Um, maybe not the great and clean one, but the great and clean one was mired in a in a combat. So you know, and it was never going to get to the ironclad let alone get to the Ironclad and then kill it. So uh, Darren just kind of, yeah, he kind of went, well, if I'd got that turn, then maybe, but I didn't. So let me go to the toilet and puke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really like Darren's list. I think it, had, it was a really, really cool list. Um, I think it's just a bad matchup against you in a bad mission. Yeah. It's just it's just one of them things. It's just uh, you'd think. I mean, he had six characters. I think against any other army, you'd be laughing. But the big quote unquote problem with KO is everyone keeps saying, "Well, they just take off your characters," and it's the yeah. mission where it's all the characters. Yeah, and you've got to kill them. If if he had a way of going first, mm. you'd have a problem. Yeah, massively. Um, but he, he doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, but but it doesn't happen. Which is again and. Much, and I know you, I do bang about the, this on the, the WhatsApp chats and everything. It's like the KO book isn't a good book because it only works as a book because that one build works and that one build works only because of a trick that the Ironclad does. You know, if they didn't go first, the army wouldn't be anywhere near as good as it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. But, uh, yeah, so that was a major win for me. 
just going back to the um to the ironclad clown cart build do you reckon yeah. when or if aos 2 comes out as it as it's obviously been mentioned do you think that as they'll pardon as it wasn't mentioned on stream that's it um do you think that it will that kind of build will be put into a battalion where where you have to pay for it or will something be changed so you can't fit as many dudes on or or oh, i honestly don't know i know for a fact that they don't seem to like it yeah. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of attitude. Yeah, what's frustrating about the clown car is that it, it feels like there's not a lot you can really do about it to in terms of like gameplay to, to change how it works because the one of the simplest ways would be to say that engine riggers and sky wardens take up space in the sky vessel. Mm. If that was the case, it wouldn't really work very well. And then there's nothing else and the problem with the as I say, the problem with the KO book is once you take out the things that do work all the things that don't work, well, that's the problem. They don't work. Yeah. The reason the clown car exists is because it's the only really, only real thing that works well in the book. It's not, yep. it's not diverse. The only, other, the only other thing I could think that they could do is to make it so when you're embarking units on a sky vessel, they count as individual drops like most things put into some form of reserve. Yeah, and I could see that, to be fair. I could see that being a... I don't know if that'd be uh, FAQ'd or errated, or, yeah. or maybe it waits until the, new, the book gets redone. I don't know, but yeah, there is definitely a. I mean, we, we've been reading through the Deepkin book, haven't we? And the, yeah. the, the scryers are very, yes. they're very similar to the, the the what do you call them, the Fire Slayer uh, dudes, but the yeah. wording is very very specific. So yeah. it quite clearly states it's not it's not making your drops less. If you want to stick this in reserve, you do it one at a time. Yeah. So that you know. If you've got eight drops, it's eight drops. There's no, there's no cheating your way around it. So mm. if it was, a, if you could, if the clown car gets out dropped, it has, and it has a problem because it's quite easy to shut down the board with fast armies. Yeah, fast ones with armies. Just yeah, done it. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't use this to to put the point about the the clown car, but yeah, it's it's. It will be very easily nerfed. The only problem is if you very easily nerf it, then the whole book doesn't ever get used because there's nothing else that's even vaguely good enough to replace it. That is not, not that we've seen anyway. Yeah, I mean, unless they give, you know, in, in, unless they give with one hand and take away with the other. You know, they say, well, you can't use clown car, so this nerf, this nerf, nerf. They've got to counterbalance it with kind of buffs elsewhere. Otherwise, you'll never see KO because the book, for, well, eighty percent of the book is popping. If frigates went down to 200, maybe. Gunhold is slashed in half. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. <laughs> Points wise, not, not more than one. Not actually physically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was so that was game game four. Game four, yeah. On a bright and breezy Sunday morning. Um, so, yeah. was this a, a. This was a six game, wasn't it? It's five games. Oh, five, five games. games. So I was going into game five with three majors and a minor. Sorry, three majors and a loss. Yep. And Gary was going into round five with three majors and a minor. Yeah, three majors and a minor, yeah. So I was playing Andy Bryan. And notice how I've remembered every one of my opponent's names, Gary. That's <laughs> um, not saying anything there. I'm just but a in- inconsiderate wanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm a Destiny Dice wanker, so we have to start club. 
So we had Maggot King of Nurkel. Way. So <laughs> third time I'm playing them this weekend. But every single time they were had a very, very different list. So it didn't really feel like I was playing the same army, which is nice. We had a Great Unclean One, a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, then a Play Touch Warband um, with a Rockbringer Sorcerer, a Chaos Lord and Demonic Mount, three units of ten Chaos Marauders, and three units of ten Chaos Knights. Ugh. So this is basically the list I was kind of, not, not yes. exactly, but kind of the thing I was looking at. It's similar to what you were throwing around, except it didn't have the big block of 30 warriors. Yeah. Um, and we were playing Battle for the Past, which is the widthways, um, lengthways scenario where you score one point for your objective, two points for the two middle objectives, and four points for your opponent's objective in the, the kind of diamond shape. Yeah. And remember in game three, I said that I kind of forgot how fast Nurgle go? Mm hmm. Mm. So in this game, I, I forgot how fast Nurgle go. <laughs> and I, I, he deployed on, you know, right on the, the line, and I just, I, I deployed on the line. I put a, a line of brimstones across the entire board. Because it was width lengthways, you can fit just about 30 brimstone horrors across the, the width of the board, which, which is fun. Um, so I did that, and then I kind of parked everything behind me. So I parked the, the 30 Zangor in kind of on one side, um, that, that just under three inches behind the line, so I, if, if he charged the brimstones, I would be able to pile with my Zankor. Uh, and then everything else is kind of a bit further behind. So he went first, and I was like, okay, he'll come across the board. Um, he chose to go first because he's like, I want to smash you off. So he charged all three units of knights straight into my brimstones, because ten inch move, plus two for the wheel, plus three for the bell, plus a run, which he gets plus one to. So he was three inches away from my brimstones with every unit of knights, and he gets plus one to the charge, so he, so he can't even bail the charge. So he comes in, first unit attacks brimstones, and he actually flushes attacks immediately. He kills about 15 brimstone horrors. So I take him off the side of the knights that just attacked. Then I attack my brimstone horrors just because I had nothing else to attack with yet. He kills them, I didn't do anything because they're brimstone horrors in combat. Mm. And then he attacked his other unit of knights, killed the brimstone horrors. I piled him with my Zangor and I killed five knights. <laughs> and then another, and then he, he attacked my Zangor, killed like two of them because they're Zangor. And then another three of his knights ran away because I used Archeon's adjusting the dice roll thing. And three knights fled from Battleshock. Which is actually really good. It's no one really so realizes good. It's so good. That, that, that ability was my favorite ability of his. Apart from Slayer of Kings. Mm. Um, because people don't also realise it's also friendly, doesn't it? Yeah, friendly. so... Yes, yeah, so Zangor, that have only got a, um, a bravery of five, you can use it to, adjust, to really help with that, so it's, it's great. Mm. Is that a once-per-battle thing, or, or once-per-turn? It's as many times as you like, as often as you like, as many times as you like, within, uh, I think it's nine inches. <coughs> yeah, it's quite localised, but really good. Yeah, wow. It's, it's got a massive base, so it's... Yeah. it's a, essentially a 21 inch kind of radius thing or bigger than actually it's 9 plus 3 yeah so 24 inch bubble of, you can do that kind of thing mm. um, so yeah that, that's so that was his turn then we go to my turn and my lot of change gets out his finger guns and all my pink horrors get out their finger guns and I just start shooting the knights and I shoot off uh, I think the entire unit that was 
had two left and half of the other unit of five of ten. So he had like one unit was dead when one unit was down to five. I ended up fleeing from that combat with my Zangor to cap one of the objectives in the middle. Because I needed to start scoring some points. Because she was above 20. Yes, I was above 20, so I could blag the, the marauders that went onto the, uh, And then I charged the five knights with Lord of Change to kind of do some damage and hopefully keep him tied up. And on the other side, Archeon charged um, the ten knights and on that side. So everything's kind of going into combat. Uh, Archeon managed to murder like five of the knights and then another two round with Battleshock <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Lord of Change did some damage. Um, so we went to the initiative roll, and we, so this is bad to say, because I, I hadn't actually won an initiative roll all the entire weekend. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. And neither had he. He said to me, I haven't won a single initiative roll all weekend. And I was like, me too! Yay! So obviously one of us, one of us is going to win it. And fortunately enough, I won it. So I managed to, using Destiny Dice, I ran my Zangor across the board, and charge his great unclean one who was guarding his own objective. And because there was tw- over 20 of me, I could cap that objective. So that was fun. So I could, because I, I managed to cap that objective and score for his four points. Uh, the Lord of Change kind of slowly worked, you know, he shot off the rest of the knights and killed the last one in combat, I think. But then Archeon went on an absolute rampage. Uh, he, you know, he ended up killing all, all 10 of the knights. He killed the Lord of the Only Mount. He killed ten marauders. He killed the Rockbringer sorcerer. He called the Chaos sorcerer lord. He killed the Great Unclean one, Slayer of Kings. He <laughs> went on this absolute berserker mode, murdered everything in the world. Uh, it was quite a long grind, though. Um, and he ends up—he did actually end up killing all of my Zangle because they were. In, you know, we played all five turns in the combat for nine of the ten potential combat phases. Um, so he just, he just eventually ground them out, constantly attacking them with everything he could um, and killed them. Which is, it's okay, I can live with that because I managed to score the major win because Archeon went on a fucking rampage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they were, and they were sitting there capping four points a turn because he didn't have anything else to do. So. No, he had yeah, ten marauders back there, so as soon as they went below um, 20, the mm. unit wasn't the rest of the unit wasn't close enough to claim the objective, so uh-huh. he, I only got the four points for one turn, but I was getting the... I stopped him scoring the other two, the middle two-pointers, so I could kill the water side and the dangle with the other, so he couldn't score those. So, mm-hmm. he, he, he's only, so he was only scoring one point a turn, whereas I was scoring like five, you know, three to five, plus I had the boost of that four points for one turn, so he couldn't really catch me very easily. Gotcha. And he just, yeah, he, he got... Yeah, he, he got, and I, I tabled him, so 2,000 points, and a major victory on the last one. And you'd hope he'd do that sometimes, because he's like yeah. still 700 points, isn't he? 700. So what the big thing about Archeon, I think, is he's very swingy, because he's you know, he's hit some twos and threes, but his head gets, his um, uh, gets worse, and his heads are all like, heads and tails of like fours and threes. With the Infusion Arcanum spell, it's a constant plus one to hit and wound. Hmm. It just means that, yeah, like, Dorgar and the Slayer of Kings are twos and twos, and then the heads and tails are threes and twos, so it just makes it, the damage output, a lot more consistent. Hmm, which is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Craig, you were saying something? No, I was just, I was just saying, you know, 
obviously when you play an opponent and they've got a battalion and you table them, is it really 2,000 points? Do you take into consideration the battalion cost? Yes. If you, if you kill all of the aspects, yeah, if you kill the entire um, cost of the battalion, you get points for the battalion. I think that's in an FAQ or a pack somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, I think you've got to kill every single component part of that battalion. But yes. yeah, if you do, you get it. Oh, you learn something new every day. I'll, I'll try and dig that out for you. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it, it works. Otherwise, taking a battalion would be denying people of points, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. There you go. Um, so, Gary, yeah, so that's game five. Game five. Yeah, game five, table three. So, I was... I knew I was on for potentially some kind of podium, uh, but I was playing Sage for the first time. Another another one of the masters. So I think I played like two masters, three masters, two masters now this weekend. Um, and I remember his name because he said, uh, and he was using uh, and he was using his lizard man. Uh, and again, as Rob said, it was the uh, like the sideways mission, which is probably the second best mission. Because me and you were talking, because there's two missions left to, to roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like, if they roll this one, uh, I think I'm good to go. If they roll the... Because I couldn't figure out if they... Because both of the missions they had, those two, are quite janky, because the, the other one was um, Total Conquest. It's that yeah. really weird deployment. The zigzaggy deployment, yeah. Yeah, which is really hard to actually do. Or Battle for the Pass, which is played quick ways. So if you're not... But if you're on a table in the middle of the room, you have to go all the way around the other side to kind of get to that side. But it's just a bit weird mm. playing room in hall. Yeah, and, and versus KO, the, the triangular deployments are the worst ones for me because if you want yeah. something protected, you can stick it right in the corner. Yes, yeah. and protect it, and then and then kind of explode out from the corner. And that's usually when I end up losing when I play though a good player in that in those two missions. Who yeah. knows what they're doing? Well, I was really hoping it wasn't going to be that, but yeah, we they they rolled it and we got the uh, uh, battle for the pass, battle for the pass, yeah, which is as I say one of the really good ones that I like because nine times out of ten I can get the, the full nine points turn one if I yeah. really want to, just because it's so narrow, it's also close, I'm also fast, and I can just throw you know x amount of riggers into the, the their home base and just yeah. clear it off, even if they get countless one and. Uh, and clear off, clear them off. I've then got this kind of secondary mid-table shooting gallery, and by the time they fought to get the two points, they they never get into the four, you know, unless there's movement janky shenanigans. But yeah. it's, it's it's generally a very good mission for me. And also, I was playing Sedge, who had uh, a unit of forty Saurus, another unit of forty Saurus, another unit of ten Saurus. Uh, another unit of 40 skink. Um, so he was on like 130 infantry and then sundries, you know, starseers, slans, scarvets, uh, and a basilidon. Um, and he, he said those magic, magic words, which is, I've not really played KO before. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of know what they do, but yeah, I've not really played it. I was like, awesome. Well, I'm going to deploy here. And then it doesn't matter that I deploy here because I'm going to move it after I've seen where you deploy. And then I'll just go and get a beer. So came back, and he was, um, you know, because obviously he's got a lot of models. He was kind of deployed quite heavily in the middle, and then he had a line of forty skinks, and then he had his characters fairly deep behind that, and the Pasadena on the on the left hand side. And um, 
I, again, I did a KO thing, which was exactly what I do. Every single mission on that mission, which is leave 10 guys on the back, kind of go slightly off-centre with the Ironclad, get all the Arcanauts onto one two-point objective, and the Wardens get out onto the other side, move, and get onto the other two-point objective, while all the Riggers kind of go forward and go for the four-point objective. Uh, and, yeah, my shooting phase and my combat phase was horrendously good. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, horrendously. I, I basically concentrated all my firepower onto the 4E Saurus in the middle, uh, around the objective, um, with all the good weaponry, whereas all the kind of light arms were just shooting into the skinks. Uh, and he made a bit of a mistake, because, again, probably because he's not played the KO, he was taking the skinks off the side, and was leaving the, the skinks in the middle where the objective was last. But that's but I had a, a chemist with an ear burster right in front of him in case he did that. So of course he's taken all the objective uh, all the skinks off from the side. You know, uh, throwing you know inconsequential inconsequential pistol shots into them. Two here, two there, another three there. All the time the skinks are kind of whittling down from the side. And, and I'm, I'm looking at this chemist with an earburster going, he, he needs to start removing the ones in range of that thing quick, or I'm going to, oh, I, I started, I'm just going to do it. Fired the earburster, killed like seven. I went, right, media battleship test, all the things popped. Um, <laughs> I think, well, I think it was literally one left. Um, and that was, oh, sorry, I've still got more shots to go. Firing into the Saurus, and I think, um, I think he had like two or three Saurus left after the, sh after the shooting. And then I charged and just, yeah. So when, when the dust had settled after my turn one, I had my nine points and I'd killed, um, I'd killed a hundred, no, I'd killed nine, 90 models. So yeah, I'd killed 40 skink, 40 Soros Warriors and another 10 units of Soros Warriors. Uh, and yeah, kind of went, okay, you'll go. And he, he, was, <laughs> he was kind of looking at dead while going, uh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> The thing is, I didn't really know what his army did. I knew it was good, but I never really knew what it did. And I was like, well, I'm working on the assumption that if I take most of it off, it, it's not going to be as good at whatever it does. But then <laughs> yeah. I did get to see what it did. And he started layering the buffs on. He had dams as well, which was really annoying. And he started laying all the buffs on. And, and this 40-man unit of Saurus Warriors that he had, like, just behind the, the other 40, um, kind of did their kind of weird Seraphon teleport, did this big gold semicircle arc around a lot of my army and then multi-charged like the biggest multi-charge you've ever seen in your fucking life he went into like he went into chemists he went into riggers both units of riggers he went into wardens and then he just went right i've got this so i'll get plus one to this and i get plus one to this and i'm re-rolling my saves and doing that one and yeah smashed smashed a lot of riggers to pieces uh and i was like oh okay maybe there's a game here because I wasn't expecting to lose quite so many riggers. I was expecting Saurus Warriors to kind of do some damage, but but once he lays all those buffs on them, fucking... They get, um, they get faster, mate. Yeah, they get real fast. If there'd been 80 of them, I, if, I, if, I, if I'd known, I would have probably fired some more shots into them and then just relied on the charge killing the, uh, the, the skinks. But uh, as it turned out, I won turn to priority. Uh, pew yeah, pew and everything everything was good with the world uh, and basically started uh, just a game of him desperately trying to get whatever objectives he could 
while I was just shooting off. I mean, he was having some shitty, absolute shitty dice rolls. And if Sedge is listening to this, I mean, I salute you, man. You, I'd have been chewing through the table. But bearing in mind, most of the time he was on like four up with re-roll saves, ignoring Rend 1. He was still losing models by the handful. Um, and at the end of the game, basically, he ended up with a slap fight between a slam, two skink star priests, some chemists, and an ironclad, and a basilodon on his four-point objective. All just, you know, none of them's got any good good attacks. They're all like, you know, fours and fours, slapping away at each other desperately. Um, while my my warden and my archonauts are just sound the two points objectives, just churning out four points a turn. Because he, he teleported some Saurus towards the my four point objective, which was held by ten archonauts, failed the charge. Because uh, again, he was rolling on some absolute spanners. Um, and yeah, I think the the game ended like Basilodon, as I say, just going around trying to get what points he could. Uh, and he won the Barry turn five, so at bottom of turn five, I just literally charged everything, but walked off the objectives because it was something stupid, like twenty one to three or something stupid like that. Um, it, was, it was quite a big differential, so I just literally charged Argonauts, Ironclads, everything into this Basilodon, and it lived with one wound, which is pertinent for in a minute. But yeah, so I all but tabled it on Basilodon and one wound, so major win. Boom. <laughs> but this one, that was five wins for the weekend, which is good. Doesn't happen that often. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because, yeah, it's, usually, it's usually some silly loss and then four wins. I uh, normally get five losses and no wins, so I'm just going to live through you, working. Gary. <laughs> That's what we're working on. That's what we're doing this podcast, so you can learn through osmosis. <laughs> so I can not be as rubbish. <laughs> Target priority. Channel your inner 40k. Oh, I was bad at that as well, so there's no hope. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, uh, standings then. Where did where did we uh, we finish, boys? We did all right, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I'm impressed, actually. Yeah, because um, there were soft scores as well. There were soft scores. So I came in fifth overall. Very good. Um, yes, yeah. that's right. I had a total gaming score of 24, so that's six major victories. I had three favourite game votes, which I was surprised with because I was using, I was just throwing Destiny dice at people <laughs> the entire weekend. I got two favourite army votes, which is very nice. So, it's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you were 10th, weren't you? 10th, and then the soft scores bumped up to fifth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, there were some people at the top that didn't get a lot. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, um, but I, I got couple. I got one. I think I got. I got one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got one. But that's enough. <laughs> uh, I came third. Yes, because of my my one soft score, which is yay. Um, but I came. I came third. But I came. I, I, I was drawn with second. The only reason that I came third rather than second was because of the VP differential, which was 60 points. So if that Bastilladon would have dropped dropped his wound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that fucking thing would have just failed a fucking save. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd come second. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guy had scored a hideous amount of victory points as well with a Stormcast list. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, fair play to him. 
he, he was on 9,190, and you were on 9,130. Yeah, it was... It was That's yeah, a lot of points. The, the 10, I, think, I think the only points I dropped all weekend were pretty much play bearers. Yeah, play bearers and your triumph here and there. And that Basilidon. A bloody Basilidon. <laughs> but third is... Considering I wasn't even sure if KO were going to be able to cut it with new Nurgle and mm. stuff, that I'm quite happy with. So how have you, how have you found with with your list at the minute? How it's dealing with the current meta? Is is there a current meta? Would you say? I still think it's a little bit in flux. But there yeah, is, I. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, but there is a lot of Archeons turning up because, like you and you and Darren took one, but you were by far. I think Nico came fourth. Yeah, Nico with Archeon. So uh, Nico had a yeah, he had an Archeon Fate Swarm list. Then I'm in fifth with Archeon, and Darren was around twentieth. Yeah, he was twentieth with Archeon. So you know, three Archeons in top twenty, two Archeons in top five is pretty. pretty yeah. Good. I'm not going to say that's meta, but it's definitely something to start thinking about. If, if, yeah, you because know, it's not going to be an isolated thing, because people will see this and go, oh, there's two Archeons in the top five. Oh, yeah. I might break out my Archeon, you know. So, again, I'm not saying it's going to be an overarching, defining meta statement, but, but yeah, Archeon's making a bit of a comeback. Like, um, I think then there's a lot of Nurgle, which. There was very little. Um, change like change host Zinch magic gunline armies. No, the Zinch has all seemed to have morphed into either Fate Sworn or kind of like a, a, a mixed Skyfire kind of list. Mm. Yeah, well, shout out to Mark. Mark, his, Mark. List, is his list is horrendously good. He, he lost to the guy who came second, uh, um, mainly because of his own fuck up. I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't like me. He forgot to contrast Treacherous Bond in Duality of Death, I think. Yeah. He got yeah. he got overexcited and started throwing out magic missiles when he should have Treacherous Bonded to the 30s angles, because he's got 30s angles as well, uh, and just to keep the, uh, the the Shaman alive, and he completely forgotten that he at the moment, and then he got shot off. Which marks um, this? He was Mark Wildman. Oh, is this... Did he take the... Um, the Shoal... Yeah, the yeah. Sky, the sky shell coming. Yeah. Sky shell. So not even like excessive sky flyers. It's like two into three sky flyers. So nothing major. And then but some enlightened as well. Yeah, like, yeah, like nine. Yeah. yeah, like nine enlightened, and then six and three sky flyers. So not like uh, over the over the top with them, but with the when you come out with the three, the, sorry, the thirty Zangor. Yeah. Um, they just. He, he, he was basically saying it was like a seesaw list. Everyone looks at all the stuff and goes, shit, I need to kill X, and they kill X, and the other ones just pick up the slack. Mm. So they can kill 30 Zangle, and then the Enlightened just do work. Kill that's, nine that's exactly what my list is designed like. So the yeah, whole point is that Archeon, the Lord of Change, and the 30 Zangle perform all very different roles. But if you take out what they're all very important roles. If you take out one, the other two are just are still performing their role really well. Mm. So I, I don't know if Zinch is morphing into this very kind of less static shooty shoots. Well, you know, I say static, but you know, like more standoffish shooty shoot, and turn into this much more aggressive magic buffing 
combat. Yeah, it's, the, it's, yeah. it's the combat thing because people are starting to realise how good Zangor are. They block a thirty Zangor. Not to mention, so, so they're starting to appear more, which means that mm. change hosts are starting to take a back foot. Also, as people start to figure out how to play change hosts. Mm. And I, change hosts is always one of my really good matchups. Yeah, because you just like, drop in, kill the Lord of Change, and game over. And game over, yeah, exactly. So so the fact that I've had to spend 23 turns this tournament doing stuff is is telling, I think. It's definitely changing, because my KO was always designed to just go, oh, this is the meta. This beats the meta. Oh, look, it beats it very well. But the fact that I'm playing twice as many turns, win or lose, means that, yeah, it's becoming a much more grindy meta, I think. Yeah. Um, I've got the breakdown of the army here. Should I go through that? Yeah, just, uh, absolutely. So there were 21 death armies, 33 chaos armies, 33 order armies, so the same there for chaos and order, and then seven destruction armies. And with, with those, you had one beastful raider, one bray herd, one daughters of Cain, one free peoples, two goblins, I'm not sure if that's uh, Gitmob or, or Moon Clan, assuming Moon Clan, but... Uh, 13 Grand Hostman the Gash, quite popular. Uh, 7 KO, 2 Corn, 2 Legion of Blood, two, 1 Legion of Night, 3 Legion of Sacrament, 4 Mixed Order, 1 Night Haunt, 14 Nurgle, <laughs> the highest of anything, uh, 5 Oryx, 6 Seraphon, 3 Slanesh, 1 Soul Blight, 9 Stormcast, 5 Sylvaneth, and 12 Zinch. Wow. Well, there you go. So for 33 Chaos, 14 for Nurgle, which is Nurgle it here. And was it 12 Zinch as well? I suppose we better. 12 Zinch, yeah. I was going to say, I suppose we better mention the fact that the, the guy that won it, won it with Nurgle. Yeah. Yeah, so. He had five major wins with a, a fairly mixed uh, Nurgle list, actually. It was, like, it was like a pseudo strike, wasn't it? It was like drone strike light. Yeah, but, you know, had, had like sixty two units of thirty play bearers. He had yeah. sixty play bearers to really yes. play the yeah mission. Um, which yeah, you, you have to play the mission if you're going to take that kind of army. So it was mm-hmm. very well. How so, yeah. like, how how would you get through sixty play bearers? Because they're just so they just, they just won't move. I would probably be okay. Uh, my army would probably deal with it okay because because Archeon's got. Um, infusion Arcanum, which is plus one to hit, that balances out the minus one to hit I get from combat. Yeah. So it's Slayer of Kings, like he's hitting on twos, still winning on twos with three damage apiece. Dorgar's doing the same, then the head of it. So I think Archeon would actually chew through um, the, that quite easily. Remember in, the, in my last game, I was playing Plague Touch. Everything I was talking about, I was minus one to hit in combat. Hmm. And I, I had no problem with it. Archeon was like, well, I don't care because I'm still hitting on twos with my, my sword and Dorgar. So I was just chopping through stuff. And I think Plague Bear is, us, us, even though they got disgusting and resilient, I would, I would get through them fairly quickly because if I kill, you know, 12 of them, he's got a very shaky battle shock test because I can add two to it. And if he rolls anything but a one, he's going to lose a bunch of them. Yeah. But can he even... If you're adjusting by two, can you even roll the one? Yes, because the um, the one counts but in in the new Nova book. They the one counts before modifiers. And unfortunately, it works for all the other demons, just not Nurgle. <laughs> Nurgle, Nurgle got the good the good yeah. rulings. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so I think it's definitely morphing. I mean, it's, it's, I think it'll morph even more because I mean, the dock lists aren't finished being painted yet, are yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, and Deke is going to really change it up. And Deke is, yeah. Oh, he, he says painting a Deke in right now. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely segue onto that, Rob. Um, so obviously, <laughs> we've seen the scrolls, well, some scrolls, we've seen the pictures. We've seen the ships. All the puns have come out. How are you feeling about it? What's your thoughts? Hashtag balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the the models are fantastic. I really, really like them in time model range. Um, I think one of my favourite models is the shark. The mm-hmm. Alapex. So I keep writing lists with the Alapex in, but I don't think they're very good in game. So whenever I write a list, Gary says, just take out the shark. <laughs> Put the shark down and step away. <laughs> but I'm probably still going to take some sharks because I think they just look awesome. Um, I really like this stuff. We, we've, we've been chatting about it um, a fair bit. We've managed to come up with, uh, already come up with a fairly, a couple of really great combos, um, which we'll leave for another day. <laughs> I, I, love I really like the balls. And I think the book is a really well balanced, well internally balanced book. I don't know how it is externally because I haven't tried it, but internally it feels like it's a really, really there's loads of builds. Well, the yeah, we've been, there's loads we've of been going through it and kind of going well, I mean the Maggot King didn't have it, but you know, like the the Skyport's enclave kind of rules. Yes. Mm. There's there's no one that you kinda of go, Well that's just obviously better than all the rest and yeah. you'll never see anything other than that. Yeah. I mean, I've got a personal preference, but yes. I, I completely it's, appreciate there's a preference rather than a kind of, well, that's obviously better. Yeah, because each each enclave is kind of, you would build your army around this enclave rather than the other way around, so you would find that you will say, okay, I want to build my army with a lot of thralls, therefore this is probably the best enclave for me, or I want to build it with lots of eels so this is so it's kind of it works in a slightly different way to Zilfin where you say okay well I'm just going to do that and then pack it with balloons yeah this is like don't build the army first and then go well Zilfin's better so I'll just make a Zilfin yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm uh, I'm gonna kind of throw it out and say the models aren't really doing it for me I don't know what it is <laughs> I know no I'm- I actually, it's one of those ranges where I, if somebody says they don't really like the range, I totally get it. I think that it's it's very um, unusual and it's very kind of juxtaposed to what we're used to from a fantasy setting. Mm. Mm. I get it. it yeah, I've, I mean, I've shown some of my ninth age of friends and they've just roundly derided it and you're like, but I think they look awful. <laughs> Maybe the shark. You know, what I, well, you know what I think looks awful? Playing on a, a table with flat scenery. Yeah, <laughs> playing with little square blocks. But anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> no, we're going to get some hate mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, there's, there's, there's just something about it, um, about the models. It, it isn't even the fact that they're from the sea and they're on the land. That's, you know, that's obviously all in the, the fluff or the narrative. You know, it's just, there's just something about it. I'm just not, I'm not sold on. But, but how is a fish flying through the air? I don't know. Put your dragon away and fuck off. 
Have... Take your fire-breathing dragon and your dragon-wielding knights with lightning storm bloody shooting attacks and, and, and shut up. Anyway. <laughs> what we've got to do is tell them to just watch Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado. <laughs> that's the thing. That's a misspell, that's Sharknado. <laughs> yes. It is. We did that one. I'm doing that one. I'm doing Sharknado. You are doing Sharknado. We said what mine was called, didn't we? Yes. I I can never remember it. Was it Deep Blue? No, it wasn't Deep Blue. Deep deep Sea Throat. Deep Sea Throat, that's it. Maybe it should be Deep deep Throat Sea. Deep Throat Sea, I don't know. Something along those lines. Something pornographic slash sea. (laughs) (laughs) Something pornographic. Yes. <laughs> so, so you could probably do a show, big show on Deep Game, won't we? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then I'll be able to tell you that why Futhan is it Futhan? Is that how you pronounce it? What Futhan? The, the 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 Enclave is it Futhan? Futhan? Oh yeah, Futhan. Futhan, yes. yeah, yeah. So I'll get a few games in and then tell you why you should build Futhan lists. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so what we did last show is we asked Gary um, quick rundown of his favourite parts of a certain book Um, so Rob it's your turn now so quick fire no stress Um, as you took Zinch to uh, Heat 2 three questions about Zinch so first one favourite model in the range Um, not the same Big Bird Big Bird Favorite rule in the army? Oh, uh, the the Fate Master's command ability, where he can re, you can re-roll any uh, you re-roll one dice in the hero phase, and then any mortal zinch unit within nine inches re-rolls that dice in any ability or hit or roll anything. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Largely useless. Very good. And third, and I think I know where this is going. Best ally to ally in. Oh. Uh, Monsters of Chaos, Javis Life. <laughs> Unexpected. I liked it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, Where did you think I was going with that? For some reason, I thought Archeon, but then I realised after I'd said it, Arche- Archeon's got the Zeech word. Yeah, he's not an ally. Yeah. yeah. So he's just part of it. Javis Lives are amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I well, I wanted like four of them. I built one and was like, never again. They're they're, they're fine cast, aren't they? They're, the struggle is real. They are the worst like moles I've ever worked with. <laughs> they just did not fit together. I had to, like, oh, it's just awful. Converted carnifexes. Converted carnifexes. That's a good shout. Yeah. Or a ball of plasticine and cocktail sticks. And just stick them out. It's kind of the same, isn't it? It's got spines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Four chaos spawns and glue them to each other. Yeah. Done. Or that. <laughs> don't, don't say that. I'm taking it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. It'd be awesome. Um, also, speaking of, of of tournaments, just going on. Obviously, you might have noticed Paul's not here. Um, he's a little bit ill. Um, so. He's probably in bed tucked up. Um, but Paul did win a tournament. He won a local tournament in sunny Nuneaton, where we're both from. 
um, and it was just a, a local club, um, fifteen hundred points, and uh, he won all three games by tabling all three opponents with the cunning rook. <laughs> Good lesson. Well done. Yeah, and I finished third from bottom with Zinch. So it just goes to show they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't cheating in the right way. That's obviously what it was. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, is there anything else anyone wants to what, wants to go on and say while we're on? Uh, if anyone's got a Heat 3 ticket, I'll buy it off them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, we'd all love to see everyone's, if anyone else is doing IMF Deep again, I'm sure we'd all love to see your uh, progress. And you can use the hashtag, hashtag BallsDeepKin. BallsDeepKin. Yes. <laughs> we will make it stick. <laughs> <laughs> make it so. Make it so, absolutely. Um, again, Rob, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Gary. Always a pleasure. No worries. And for obviously for your movement trays, uh, check out Age of Hobby. Um, and if they ask where you heard of them, tell them the Mid Table Master sent you. And um, so that's it for us. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys.